Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Coco, and if this is your first time tuning in, you are listening to Chatterbox Podcast, where I talk about what I like, and hopefully you like it too. Let me ask you a question. How do it feel to be ordinary? How do it feel to be cliche? I really wouldn't know, huh? On this week's episode of Chatterbox Podcast, we are talking to those people who made the New Year's resolutions about getting back in the gym and getting their bodies right for the summer and just in general. Uh, I sat down with Hector, who is a personal trainer in Chicago, and we just talk about what motivates you and what's going to get you back in the gym and, and really figuring out the reason why that's even a goal that someone might have. We talk about mental health. And basically how everything is connected and how everything works together and how your health is more than just what you look like. So to those who made those New Year's resolutions, here's looking at you. Again, my name is Coco and this is Chatterbox Podcast where I talk about what I like and hopefully you like it too. Up next, I sit down with personal trainer Hector and we talk a little bit about what motivates you. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Coco and you're watching Chatterbox Podcast and I am here with Chicago's finest, okay, Hector. All right, what's up? How you doing? You know, I appreciate you for having me on the show. You know, it's it's about time. It's only been you rescheduled on me three, four times, but we're not going to really tell them all that. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're finally, you know, we're finally here and we're finally doing this. <laughs> he put me out there. I thought he was going to take it to the grave. I guess not. Yes, I rescheduled a few times, but you know what? People be busy. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> so I'm going to get right into it. What are you listening to right now? What, what do you mean right now? What do you mean what am I listening to? Music? Uh, you know, everybody's going to listen to Roddy Rich, but me, you know, I'm an old soul. So we talking about who is my favorite artist? What's his name? Bobby Caldwell, of course, you know, Etta James, you know, all them. See, me, I'm an old soul. I'm, are you laughing? I'm dumb. I'm so serious. Uh, what else do I listen to? But no, I listen to all old stuff, everything, you know, and then everything from the 90s, of course, you know, old Jay-Z, old Wayne, um, yeah, so I mean, I don't, really, I don't really rock with all the little new kids and stuff like that. I'll listen to it, you know, Roddy Rich, of course, you know, NBA Young Boy. I listen to that shit, but uh, no, um, all them, and then uh, I think that's about it. You know, Beyonce, of course, <laughs> Monel, the greatest of the great, and she a Virgo like me. You know, we kind of run the world. Oh, you need this. All right. And what are you reading right now, if anything? Are you reading anything? Reader or advocate reader. Um. I'm actually reading The Money Makeover right now only because I'm about to be 30. My fa my finances aren't where they need to be, and I'm very aware of that. Um, they're going to be by the time I'm 30, which is in nine months when September hits. But, you know, I'm always big on just learning anything that I can. So by, well, I think it's Dave Ramsey, that book. Um, I just downloaded a couple more audio books that have to do with more strength and conditioning, um, conscious coaching. I forgot what the author of the name is, but um, 
I think that's about it. I read more informational books than I do read like fiction. I don't really care about things that aren't true. I, I always tell people I don't need a motivation. I just need the information. And then once I get it, you know, I can do it whatever I really kind of want with it. Just depends on what your motivation is in life and kind of what do you where you at in life what do you need i mean again to me i'm past motivation like okay it's gonna come daily i know what i want to do i know why i want to do it but now we get to the point okay how are we gonna do it i don't really care about i know my thought process i know what drives me okay now give me the tools and let me put together what i need to put together because you can only there's only so much motivation you can get you know exactly Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so are you watching anything? I just watched uh, Kevin Hart's um, documentary. I read, I read Kevin's first book. Well, I listened to it on an audio book. It was good. Kevin is one of the people, I wouldn't say I'd look up to, but I kind of, I see where he is in his life, and I kind of feel the same way because the, in the journey I'm about to embark on with me creating my app, which comes out in April, hopefully I get to drop it, uh, Black Women's Expo, so April 3rd. So we went. I went last year. So we're going to do it again this year, and hopefully it'll be done by uh, April 3rd, and I can hopefully do that. But watching um, his Netflix series was good. Okay, so let's get into your actual, you know, career and everything like that. So what is your professional job title? What do you do? Um, so I am, I guess you would call just a regular personal trainer. A uh, regular personal trainer right now. Um, I'm about to hold probably two or three different more titles within this year, which would uh, I have to finish up my life coaching certification, and I have to finish up my uh, national strength and conditioning. So I'll actually be a strength and conditioning coach, which allows me to go to colleges and actually work under universities as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, yeah, but I kind of I kind of do everything under the sun, which I try to. I like to put on different hats, but everything always comes back to wellness, fitness, and health. Little soapbox moment for a second. I feel like there's always people on like social media who are experts, right? They're experts on these things, and in, and they they add value to themselves by the amount of like followers they have, and people are just like, oh, they have this many followers, so they must be credible. But I know that you actually have education, like you just said, you're going to go get more certification, but you actually have a background in this. So can you tell us a little bit about that, like you went to school and all that? Yeah, so I went to uh, Southern Illinois University. I got my degree in, uh, what, Carbondale, the better one. Nobody wants to go, ain't that right, Jonathan? Look, no, we went to, we went to, we went, what is it, we don't, well, what's a Saluki anyways, but still. Yes, it's an ugly-ass dog. But, uh, no, so I went to uh, college. I got my degree in uh, sports administration. So same school as kinesiology. I actually want to go back. I want to go get my master's probably here at UIC in exercise science to finish that up once everything, all my finances are done and I actually have time. I still want to go back to school. So there's still a lot of education I want to get. I got two certifications uh, earlier. I got, I forgot, I even, got, uh, it was called action certification for my first one. Then I just went back and got my second certification from uh, Nesta. And that's why I want to go get my national strength and conditioning certification because it just holds more weight. And you can only sit in on that test if you have a degree. Right. So that kind of gives me, gives me more credible. And then I'm able more to work with athletes because, you know, it's different from working with a person who just wants to lose weight to a person who actually is training for a sport because everything is different and you don't give everybody the same type of workouts. 
how important is um, having that education behind what you're doing? So, I mean, I guess that sounds like such a generic question, but why is that important to you as, as a better question? I think it's everything, especially in our field. Same thing as like the medical field. You're not allowed too many mistakes because if our athlete gets hurt or needs rehab or just needs corrective exercises, you know, we're in charge of that. So it's important because now, you know, I got two professional boxers, so their career is in my hands when it comes to working out, making sure they stay healthy, make sure they're stronger, faster, more mobile, everything. I'm in, I'm in charge of that. So, again, if I don't know what I'm doing and they get injured or they're not performing up to par or where they need to be, that's on me. You know, even though you could still be on them, it's like, well, I'm not pushing them hard enough or we're not doing the correct exercises. So everything outside of the ring to get them in shape for that or for whatever sport they play, that's on me. And so me having the, the right knowledge of that is what helps them get better as an athlete. Okay, so why would you even choose to take this route with your career? Like, you obviously started back in college, so you knew that this is something that you wanted to do, but what even put you on that path? Uh, well, just like um, I think everybody else, when you start working out yourself, you just want to see a change. I ain't going to lie. I did it for the females when I first started working out because I was done playing college basketball. I was short, ugly, and skinny. Anyway, me being this fine now, you really can't tell me nothing. And then when I... And then when I got my body right, you know, oh my, oh my God, heck, you so fine. You know, they all came back around, especially the girls in high school. But you know, it was a, it, and now I'm hot. Mike, you, you see, Mike, they was definitely Mike Jones. You feel me? So, so, you know, I, I promise you, it was like that. It was like, you know, my, cause I was real ugly. My acne was bad and things like that. Now my face cleared up, my muscles came in and it was like, ooh, you kind of attractive. You feel me? You know, you got to get revenge on the women that always try to play you. Like, you know, that's the, but that's truly the reason why I started and then it came to just helping people because back in college, I was one of the few people who actually got into fitness before it was a wave and before it was a trend. So I was able to be the pioneer of that and help a lot of people kind of put on this path of fitness and health and uh, wellness and everything. But now it just led me down a spiral to kind of learn everything about this. You know, I do want to train the top athletes. I do want to train the top celebrities. But again, I still want to train the regular person that can afford my services. I'm not just all into everything is about money. I want to be able to touch everybody and kind of do it at an affordable price, but still put me up financially where I'm still good regardless. Beautiful, beautiful. You do your thing, do your thing. So you're a Chicago resident. How important is this city in your career and what you do? Like, how important is Chicago in that? Or is it important at all? Um, I don't, well, I'm not leaving Chicago. I could say that right now. I mean, I was born here. You know, a lot of people make it here and leave or go to L.A. or go to Atlanta to go train and stuff because that's where most of the celebrities are. But this is still a big pond. People think just because you're in a different city, you're in a smaller pond. Chicago is what we're third. We just got passed by Houston, so we're the fourth largest city. Because it goes L.A., I think L.A., New York, Houston, and then us. Or New York, L.A. One of, one of those are the top two. So I know those are the top four cities, and we just got passed. But again, I'm still a big fish in a big pond. So I don't need to go anywhere. Everybody else has their trainers in those cities. Not too many celebrities come to Chicago. But I want them to be like, okay, when I come in the city, I have to train with Hector. This is the person I have to go to. So it doesn't make no sense on me going to L.A. where it's already oversaturated and overpopulated with half— Exactly. So, and again, then they charge 
hand over fist a lot of money, but that's because of the area they're in. And again, it all depends on who you work with. But I mean, I see all those trainers that work with the celebrities. If they ever come to me, I'll do better than what they've done, only because it's again, it's different. Especially, you know, a lot of celebrities and everybody's getting into boxing. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell, I can tell this right now. I'm better. I'm one of the best boxing trainers outside of a boxing gym, because the only difference is, is because I work with them. You know, the difference is half of those people who train them never worked with a professional boxer or just really never studied the craft and understand it. Because you got some people here in Chicago that teach that shit. That's horrible. You feel and exactly, and just be like exactly. So it's the difference when you come to me, you actually learn stuff. That's all. Well, I asked that question about how important Chicago is, like in what you do, because the whole thing with this podcast is just trying to like represent the community and are like positively affecting the community and I think that you're doing both of those things because you're you said you wanted to touch everybody and you're working with people who aren't just at a certain level you're working with the the mom of three and you working with the red carpet walker you know what I'm saying so I think that's really dope um so speaking of celebrities you've worked with a lot of Chicago celebrities and otherwise so how did you get that to happen how did that happen for you Let's see. Honestly, honestly, you know, I mean, people, people, uh, people always ask me this, but honestly, you have to pay for it. Like, again, nobody, I don't think anybody knows this, but the who's the first person? The first person I ever brought in was Malaya Michael. And that was like Drake's little fling type stuff. So um, tell Malaya I'm on fire. She should work tonight. That's the girl I brought in first. But, you know, we just thought about it because I think I'm the only person with a very who has kind of their own studio who has the finances to kind of spend money to bring some people in. It's different. People spend money, promoters spend money to get them in the club. I spend money to get them in the gym. The difference is because they don't know me. My following isn't up there. But I brought Malaya in the first time I actually tried to get celebrities in the gym. I brought Malaya in. She brought me 3,000 followers. You know, and the crazy thing is I scheduled her for an hour. And the crazy thing is, was she stayed for like two or three hours because she loved it. And we did box and she was sweating, she was working, you know, and I was just building that um, rapport with her and basically like doing, being a friend, just being able to actually have a good session. Again, I, the money that I spent, I made back that night. And from all the followers, it kind of gets up then, you know, and, th and that's just what I do for people who don't, aren't, aren't in the city. Like I'll email and I'll hit up anybody who's coming in town, you know, Chris Brown, Wale, I try to get everybody. Drake, if you're in the city of Chicago, I know somebody that knows you, and I just need you to get in here. And whatever amount of money you want to get paid, cool, get, again, all I need you is for that first time, and you're going to fall in love with it. But if you don't, exactly, and I, I always bet on myself. I don't care. People are like, why would you spend money on an athlete for them to do it? I said, look, they don't know you. Trust me, how do you else do you think you're going to get them in here? You know, and it's different. Uh, the people that are here, you know, Jacob, Soraya, I actually met Jacob at the Drake concert. Oh, so Jacob Lattimore. Yeah, so he he's on the shy, you know, he's a R&B singer, and then he has a movie called Slight. So it was crazy. I was in the VIP section because one of my clients had got me tickets, and he walked by. I'm like, man, I love your movie. And he was like, he was like, man, man, I appreciate it. So he sat down, and my, my thing is I have to show you my Instagram. I have to show you. That's my resume now. That's your resume. So basically, I went up to him when he was sitting down by himself. I'm like, hey, man, how long you here? He was like, you know, I'm shooting a shy. I'll be here until November, and this was in the summertime. So I'm like, hey. If you ever, you ever work out, stuff like that, you know, I do boxing. But I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I picked it up six months ago, and I like it. And so I just told him, I, I, he gave me his number, hit him up, he came in, and then we built a relationship like that. And then, you know, now he's dating Soraya, and that's what he had, yeah, so he had brought her in one time, and then she still comes with me, and then Caitlin, 
who else, who the other girl who works on uh, Empire, so she comes to me too. So she can exactly. You, you know, I still need Taraji. I need I need everybody. You know, so I want them. I want them to bring me everybody. But you know, you just build that. You build that um, good professional work with those people who end up leading you. Because again, I want Lala too. You know, Jacob's been talking about it, so I just need her to kind of stay here. But you know, a lot of a lot of celebrities just come in, they fly in, they do their scenes, and they leave. Nobody stays here. So I need to be that person, be like, hey, just take a day, work out with me, then go. But, you know, it's kind of, it's tough getting them. But, you know, in 2020, I hope to get, of course, a lot more celebrities. But I only do that for the marketing side of the point. They're not, they're not my regular day-to-day clients. But I understand, I still want them to understand when I'm in Chicago and I'm here for a few weeks or a few months, heck is the person I go to. That's the person I want to work with. So that's how I just kind of do it. And again, it's all marketing. You know, you have to understand you can't get lost in social media. You know, everything is Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. That's fine. You have to know how to navigate and how to work it and how to use it to your advantage. You know, advertising and marketing dollars is, again, I'm willing to spend thousands of dollars on me. You know, that this is my business. So a lot of people don't understand that or can't wrap their head around it because they're not in the space. Half of, half of the personal trainers don't have their studio and they don't have the finances to spend money on themselves to, to uproar their business. And that's on them. And they don't want to because they don't see the, the value in it until it actually happens. But you got to take a risk. I really like how you said, and I don't know why I never thought that, you know, to pay a celebrity to come in here, but you, you prove a good point. Like, that's what promoters do. And honestly, that's what people who go to the clubs do. They pay the money in hopes to possibly rub elbows with a celebrity. And it's just like, what are you actually getting out of that? You know, you're not, you're not getting any money out of it. You're not even getting an experience out of it, for real, for real. So the fact that you're investing, that's really what it is, investing in yourself. So I think that that's a good point. And you could take that business model and put it anywhere. What is your main goal with your career? Like, what, where are you trying to be? Of course, number one goal, I think, for everybody is just to be financially free. You know, you got thousands and thousands of dollars in debt just because I went to school, which is fine, because I actually using my major for outside of school. You know, a lot of people get a major in something and don't use it for their career. Um, that's number one. Number two uh, is to build a flat platform and to build a, build a legacy that's me. You know, I have the personality to kind of reach a lot of people. I'm a minority as well, so a lot of, of us kind of don't value education enough. We value more social media and just being able to see it, which means a lot of people don't have certification. A lot of people don't have degrees. A lot of people don't go to cosmetology school to do makeup, to do hair, but they do it anyway. So we kind of undervalue the educational system. It doesn't have to be college. You just go get your certs. I don't see why not. It just gives you more knowledge. Can you be successful without it? Obviously, because we've seen it time and time again. But I'm one of them people where in fitness, you have to have facts and you have to have studies and you have to have the science behind it. It doesn't work without it. So me having that, I just want to be one of the most educational, smart people around. But I guess I want to be the most influential. Yeah, so basically what my app is, is how it's going to make my staple is everything in one. So me and my personal trainer. So I want to use Jacob for it's all going to be tutorials. So Jacob for my upper body workouts. I'm going to use Soraya for my lower body workouts. Um, me and my therapist are going to be on there. So we're going to do 40 videos on all anything from mental health to uh, emotional intelligence to trauma to tragedy. Just just regular information that people need to know. Because I've been going to therapy for two, two and a half years now. So she's been my therapist. And I talked about it and I've sent over 50 people to her. You know, and so she finally just started her LLC this year and got out of her old contract with whoever she's working with. So now she's branching off on her own, off my clientele, which is beautiful. Because, again, 
when people say you have to build a team, and this is what I pride myself on. This is how I kind of kind of mimic myself with Kevin Hart. He is a one-man show, which I think I believe, but your team has to be very strong around you. Same thing I did with my uh, my chef, who has uh, Taste of Brie, who has um, her own meal prep company. Basically, so I kind of put her on to all my clientele. Boom, she quit her job and got now she does her meal prep full-time. Same thing with Enunciate. Right, so and, that, and that's what I'm saying, but... When I was talking about it, your team has to be not 20 of you. Everybody has to know they roll and have their own lane and do good with what they do. I can't hire 20 of me. It's not going to work. We're all not going to get along together. and We're not all going to know our roles. Everybody wants to be the limelight. But, again, you have to have that personality, that drive, and that hunger to do it. But, again, it's like I'm not, I'm not here because of just me. You know, all my clients that invested in me and the people that actually helped me get here is what, is what really matters and that's my team, you know. And again, I got two assistants, you know, things like that. So it's just like I got a, video, a videographer, you know, everybody that helps me. And I, I'm very loyal to the people that I work with unless I don't like you do what you do. Like everybody around me is good people and does good work. If not, I wouldn't kind of put them around me. So, again, but it's, again, the bigger I do or the bigger I get if my app goes crazy. So I'm doing um, – so I'm doing life coaching on my app once I do that. Um, what else? I'm doing strength and conditioning, which would be with me again and some of my athletes as well. I'm going to put boxing tutorials on there with me and my uh, professional boxers. And then I'm, I actually want to do a physical therapy part with another physical therapist who has, who has passed her state boards and everything. And, again, I want everything in one place. You don't have to go to YouTube and search six and find information from seven, eight different things. You go to this app. If you want to be a, tr uh, a client, you know, say if you wanted just to work out, your whole profile is there. All your pictures, all your, all your information is there. But you're allowed to see so many things. So say if you just came on there for just to lose weight or just looking at um, workouts, you know, upper body, lower body. But now you go over there to the mental health section. You just go, let me check this out. Let me see what they talk. So, and again, I want to put everything in once. Then I'm going to use financial fitness. So me, I have two financial advisors. So, again, I'm going to put them on there and just regular stuff where people need to do. So, again, it's everything at once. So, I'm going to be – I want to be the Amazon of fitness and wellness, but all in one place and everybody's going to have their avenue, and those are going to be my partnerships, you know. So, hopefully everything goes well. And I have a meeting with jo the Jordan brand uh, next week because we did a boxing class there, me and two of my boxers. So, we're going to see if we can actually kind of get that regularly every weekend, which is another great partnership just for my brand in general to be noticed by one of the biggest sports brands around that is so dope i'm like i'm so impressed by that because and i think that that's everybody's new year's you know like new year's resolution and all that good stuff or whatever but it's something that's been heavy like on my mind and the people who i surround myself just trying to like improve in every aspect of their lives and really your app is like the central of, of that idea like the center of that idea making sure in each lane, like finances, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever you want to, whatever it is that you're trying to improve on, that is really like what your app represents. And I think that's so awesome. And you really are like completely pouring back into the people who are like being patrons of your business because you're actually giving them quality. That is so dope. I'm impressed. So tell me a little bit about uh, where we're actually at right now. So basically we are at my first studio. So basically, um, 2407 South Oakley Avenue, me and the lady D is called Personal Training by D. So I met D five years ago. This is actually her studio, but we partnered up that first year she started. So we just go half on rent. So basically, we've been here for five years. It came from just carpet and three chairs. You know, and exactly. So it's only been two years. Well, since it's been five years, and then I came home 
three years ago, two years ago from uh, college once I was done because I would only train here over the summers and over the winters because I was at SIU full time. And so then she ended up getting out the floor as I ended up putting the equipment in and it just works. You know, so we did that. And now I'm at, I have another location where I'm the fitness director at Excess Tennis uh, Foundation on 53rd and State. So that's where I do most of my trainings. And so then I hired uh, my guy over here, Jonathan, because he was looking for a place to train. So I was like, okay, you could just basically take over my rent while I go train most of my clients over there. So I always give somebody else an opportunity to kind of improve on their life. And again, he's my homie. You know, I trained him for a show. He ended up winning his class, which is cool. And, he, and he's been my homie since college. You know, so we've been lifting together for forever. So it was like, it was, a, it was, I, and again, I have to trust you to be in my spot where it's like, okay, you know what, I'm not even worried about it. But I'm like, if somebody can take my place and kind of get their business going, and I have a part of that and I can get him in there. And again, like I said, he started with three clients. And now he's up to like 15, 17 clients, you know, and all in a matter of three or four months. So again, all you have to do is give somebody the opportunity and let them run with it and they're going to make the most out of it. I really like this, like, entre I'm going to make up a word or a phrase, entrepreneurial synergy. I feel like that's, I feel like, because it's like everybody here is like an entrepreneur. You guys are working for yourselves, but you're working together and for yourselves. And I was just talking about that on another episode of this podcast, um, just about, like, like networking sideways and not necessarily, not necessarily only working, networking up. Because it just feels like, I mean, the talent is also here, too. It's there, for sure, but it's here, too. And you don't always have access to here. So, like, let's, like, work together and let's get there. I don't know. You made a face. So I feel like you got something to say about that. So, my networking is, like you said, it, it, it's more, I would say, lateral. So, it's more horizontal than anything because I'm, I'm different. I don't partner up with other personal trainers. You know, to me, I feel like the only reason I feel like I'm the top tier of trainers is because I've only been in it for so long. You know, I've seen a lot of people come up and do this stuff, but they're behind me because, again, they didn't take fitness as seriously. And to me, in my head, they don't dedicate as much craft as I do. I could be wrong, but again, I don't know them. They don't know me. Sometimes I really feel like I don't need to partner with other people. You know, as, again, if I partner with somebody, it's, again, it's going to be a registered nutritionist. It's going to be a, a therapist. It's going to be, it's people that don't do, right, it's, 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 you don't have to, again, people always think, like, I have to partner up with personal trainers. I'm like, honestly, no, there's no disrespect to nobody, but it's the value that I bring. Unless you bring more value, which some people, there's, there's other trainers that do for sure, that there's some that don't, where I don't feel like I have to partner. If I partner with you, it's for your, it's for your benefit. It's not for mine. I don't get if we put up a poster that we're doing a class, people are going to come because of me. They're not going to come because of you. This game is like, there, sure, there's a lot, and we all can eat. But again, I, I, I want what's on your plate, too. I don't really, I don't really care to the point. I, it, but it's no, it's no disrespect to you. Again, it, everything is competition. Like me and Jonathan homies. But again, I want to beat you. I, again, but it's, I'm not going to pull you down to lift me up. I want, again, that's where people are like, I don't compete with my friends. To me, fuck that. Those are the people. Those are the people that who are gonna push you. And be like, look, I want to be better than you. I want to be better than you. Same thing. I always correlated to Mike and Magic Johnson when they the dream team in the USA was like it was competitive. Even though they're on the same team in practice, they go at each other. 
you know, because they want to show who exactly. But some people are afraid of that competition where it's like, look, you got to better yourself. You got to get more education. We, and again, he does a show. Maybe I want to get pro before he does. You know, again, you talk shit to me. Again, as long as we understand it's friendly, it doesn't get disrespectful, it doesn't get malicious and stuff like that. But I want to be better than everybody. I want to be the, the biggest fish in the biggest pond. Of course, why do I? Why wouldn't I? Why else would I do this just to be mediocre? But again, to be the best, you got to go against the best, whether they're your friends or not. We talking about shit. LeBron James and KD. You know, they go against each other, of course. But then again, they're friends at the end of the day. But I still want to beat you. You know, but I don't need to to coattail or ride anybody's stuff to get there to the top. I can, I can do it myself. Yeah, I'm capable to do it on my own because, again, I can read. The, it's, it's nothing but more education and putting more time in. Again, I didn't have nobody to look up to when it came to, when it came to personal training. When I work out with other people, you know, I had my mentors when it came to working out. But it didn't come to training as me helping other people. They were helping me on my physique. You know, I had to hire a coach for my, from even for my competitions, you know, stuff like that. So, of course, I learned from, from great people to build my own physique. But when it came from me training other people, it didn't come from that. It came from me learning my own stuff, doing my own education and things like that. So what kind of competitions are you speaking on? So it's called, um, well, it's called the NPC, the National Physique Committee, which is basically they got different divisions. So me and Jonathan do men's physique. So we're the dudes with the longer board shorts. But there's people who do a classic bodybuilding which is kind of smaller spandex well that no that's bodybuilding so the, the spandex one the spandex ones is classic uh classic physique and then the ones with the speedos are bodybuilding so there's different divisions a lot it's harder to win at the, the higher divisions of course because you have to be bigger those are the real big swole 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 dudes and we're yeah but we're the we're, we're the ones we're the ones that wear the board shorts that have more the aesthetic look and the more pleasing look you know when people get too big like damn you too damn big but that's what I'm saying. But everybody, everybody to each his own. You know, I don't never strive to be 260, 270, swole as hell. Like, I don't mind being 180, 190, like, swole, swole enough, but nothing that's, in my eyes, too disgusting. Because, again, even when I did my competitions, people were like, ugh. Like, they still didn't like what I looked like. Oh, that's too much. I mean, that's, that's fine. That's your opinion. You know, you don't live in this body. You don't see me 24-7. This is what I want to do. So, you know, I did two shows back in 2016 and 2017, and – I don't, I'm, I'm going to get back to it, but again, my finances need to be right. Everything needs to be in play. Again, when I did my shows, I was broke because I would spend six to probably three to four hours a day in the gym. I would go three times. So I'd get up in the morning, five, six a.m., do my cardio, go back at one or two, uh, work out, and then come back at 10 and finish up another little workout. But in between those times, I'm eating and training clients. And I don't really have enough time. Again, whatever you put more time to, that's what you're going to get more out of. So, again, my body took a hit. I haven't worked out seriously in the last two years since my show, but I still stay active, of course. But I just don't sit there in the weight room. I'm getting, I'm, mentally, I'm in a different space. That shit doesn't really excite me anymore like it used to. I wish it did. I want to. I know what it takes, but you're at a different, you're at a different place in your life where it's like if I take away from my clientele, that's money. Now I put it more back into me. So until my app comes out, until I know I'm making a substantial amount of money without actually having to be somewhere, I'm still going to train my clients because then that's my number one priority right now. I have to find a fine line, especially with my clients, where it's like, heck, you're an asshole. I say, yeah, but you came to me with a goal. You know, and everybody's, everybody's is okay. I want to get here the fastest. Well, how do I do it? Well, more discipline, more hard work, more consistency. So once you do that, you'll get to wherever you want to be. But again, that comes at, at a point where you got to sacrifice. You can't go out and drink. You can't spend time with your friends. You have to be in the gym. You got to do this. But again, you pay a car note to me every month. If you're paying me four or $500 a month, 
why wouldn't you take this more seriously? If you're invested financially, why wouldn't you be invested like physically and mentally? Makes sense. So um, to kind of go back to, well, actually just to spin off of this. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's trying to get, besides that, trying to get back like into the gym or get into the gym for the first time? Or If I were to go back the first time I started working, I would tell myself, do it out of love. You know, most of us look in the mirror and we hate what we look like. That's why we want to change it. It's not that we think we deserve better. It's more of I don't like what I see, so let me try to change it. So we do it out of a negative place. For me, it was like, again, I was small, I was skinny, I was ugly. I needed to kind of, for myself, for a revenge body, basically, as they call it, to try to shit on everybody. You know, you get to the place, but, again, everything in life, once I learned more about therapy and stuff like that and more of my mental self, it was, okay, what really makes me happy and why am I doing what I'm doing? So I tell everybody, what is your motivation? You know, I had a conversation where I almost made one of my, these dudes that came in and cried for a consultation. Like, he almost broke down, but it was like, okay, why do you want to do it? He said the first time um, he was in love, I said, okay, you like you were with that person no more? He was like, no. I said, okay, what is your motivation this time? And now he doesn't know. So, again, so what is going to get you back in the gym? Again, there's certain things that actually get you there. So, again, it's like once you fall off, you never have the same motivation twice. It doesn't it, – because, again, you're at a different point in your life. You, again, if I'm back when I was 24, 25, I'm 29. You know, you're never supposed to be in them. I should never mentally be in the same places. So, in that growth, you start thinking more of, okay, what's more important? How – how important is it physically to look good? Because, again, to me, fitness and health never go hand in hand. Because I can look, my bodybuilding days, I looked amazing. Healthy, not at all. You know, the things I'm supposed to do to get there doesn't make me necessarily healthy. You know, me having a nice diet, me just making sure I'm being active is more on the health side rather than trying to look like a, a person on a magazine is different. That's more fitness. So people don't understand how to differenti differentiate the two yeah, they don't know how to uh, separate the two where it's like, look, you got to give up one to get the other. And people are like, why? Well, it's because if I told you right now you were healthy and you looked the way you look, would you be okay? And half the people are going to say no. I said, exactly. You don't really want to be healthy. You want to look a certain way. But, again, that's because of social media and all the stuff you see online. Right. But, again, so, again, it's just finding your motivation on, again, it's not the same. Like you say, you're trying to get back. Well, what made you lose it the first time? You really got to sit there and self-assess and ask yourself questions where people don't realize why they go to the gym. You know, and again, most of the time, people go to the gym after a breakup or something bad happens. They never go when it's all good, if you ever notice that shit. Yeah, so it's like self-love. It's like, okay, my body deserves better. I deserve better. Because, again, how you look doesn't define you as a person. That's not your character. I can't tell your character how you look. You might be the most ni or nicest person in the world, things like that. But if I don't know that because, I, again, I, oh, I can't tell that off just the way you look. But, again, people will only base themselves on their self-worth on by how you look. Because it, do it, is, it is important to get you through the door, but that's not all you have to offer. If you do, if, if, right, if the one thing that you lack is just the way you look, you have to love yourself in other areas and then just continue to work better on your physical, your physical looks but again, I don't want that to be everything because people's like, what? And I ask people, what? If you get your body, what does it give you? It's like self confidence. Well, I have to ask the question, why don't you have self confidence now? Oh, because I'm fat. So you're telling me the one reason. So not even about, right. So you're telling me you're good financially, you're good mentally, emotionally, but now physically is only where you lack. You Every, every aspect or every other aspect of your life is good, but you're telling me you have less self confidence just because of the way you look. And that's what I'm saying. You have to kind of figure out and ask yourself these questions on what am I missing that working out is going to bring me, you know, but you, you have to be okay 
without having that, you know, and that's what people don't kind of understand. Like, again, you got to do it out of love. You're like, okay, I do have self-confidence, but I do want to work on my body. And wherever, wherever, wherever I go, I'm still going to carry myself like I have the body I'm working towards and trying to achieve. That's a really good point because I'm like, I'm, as you're talking, I'm literally trying to think, like, why do, why do I want to, like, be fit or be whatever, healthy? I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know. I think I need to take this back to the drawing board and think about it because that's a really good point. I think that I associate going to the gym with changing something that's already there instead of, like, because I say it's because I want to be healthy, which I do, but it, what else? You know, like, like, like 1A. What is the A? You know what I'm saying? So that's a good point. Those are all the um, heavy-hitting questions I have, but I got a lightning round that I want to go through real quick. So you answer them as quick as possible. Okay. What is, and these have nothing to do with anything we've been talking about. What's your favorite color? Uh, my favorite color is black. Gummermints. Gum. Moon or the sun? The sun. Indoor or outdoor workouts? Indoor. <laughs> Your favorite music genre? Uh, 70s soul or 90s R&B. It's quite the gap. <clears throat> and then your favorite way to work out? Uh, just a traditional bodybuilding style where I, whatever I work on for that day, which is chest, legs, I just focus on that body part. Do probably five sets of 10, 12, 8, whatever I'm doing, um, and just exhausting that one body part for that day. He said something about chasing a pump earlier. I need to know, what, why, why do they call it that? Because it's like you have, um, basically when you work out, you know, the blood flow and stuff. So when you work out a certain muscle, most of the blood kind of goes towards that area. Or you just like, I'm trying to figure out how do I say this. Basically, whatever, if I'm working on chest and doing a lot of push-ups and doing chest, so that's what kind of fills up the most. Right. So, again, now my chest feels big because I just worked that body part. But it kind of goes away like two hours after which kind of sucks, but you feel at that moment, that's when you take the, that's when you take the best selfies though. When you be in the mirror and just be like, damn, my chest look good. And then you got to take the picture then because after it just goes away, like in two hours, you're like, fuck. But you try to actually keep that pump, right? When you chase the pump, you actually want that to be your natural, normal size of your chest. Right, because again, that's why I like, even like if I do it to a competition, I always get a pump before I go on stage because my muscles look more fuller rather than just being kind of flat and things like that. But again, you'll, you'll see it when your muscles would be like, okay, Without me working out, with me working out, you know, is this is this a little different? So shout out your social media and let everybody know what they can expect from you in the future, like in the near future. Besides that, um, what is my uh? Don't ask me no questions on why my social media is what it is, but uh, it's on Instagram. Basically, is the only place you really could find me. I don't really use any other social media platforms, but it's HDTVUC13. And what you can expect is just more of me. I guess me being more influential, you know, me being just smarter and more knowledgeable to be able to help everybody else on this path of finding themselves, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, where you actually have to love yourself. Like people always, like you said earlier, like, you know, when I say I love me, I have to love me because, again, that's what's kind of going to keep me driving. you got to think you're the best at it. Spoken like a true man who's in therapy, ladies and gentlemen. Go to, th go to therapy accountability and self-assess and self-assess every day of okay what did I do today how do I feel about myself today what did I get done what did I learn and again as long as you ask yourself simple questions in life you will always always be okay but some people really don't want to sit there and be like okay I'm at a bad place in my life because of me you know it's always different every life life is always gonna hit you that's something you can't control but what you can control is how you react to those situations and then just be able to put the power back in your hands like okay what can i do to change this and
But look, I swear we're going to see a book that is by Hector in like the near future. I can ju- he just wrote one today. Like this was this was a book. But uh no, thank you so much Hector for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. And again, this is Coco and you are listening and hopefully watching Chatterbox podcast. You just heard the interview that I had with Hector. And if you want to get in contact with Hector or have more questions about his services, you can hit him up on Instagram at HDTVUC13. Again, that is at HDTVUC13. Hey, you guys, grab your tea, wine, douce, coffee. It's time for the chat room. So on this episode of uh, Chatterbox Podcast, I sat down and I talked to Hector, who is a um, personal trainer in Chicago. In the interview, we talked about a lot of different things, but um, we touched on mental health. We touched on self-love. We touched on motivation you know, amongst other things. Um, But what the interview made me think about was why, well, he did ask this question in the interview, like, you know, what makes you want to work out? What is your your motivation? You know, why do you want to get your health and your body together? You know, what is it? He said that's something that he asks his clients. And I began to reflect on that and think about it. And I'm still thinking about it, but I think one of the things that I came up with um, is just wanting to have things in order. It's Something that I've been striving for, especially as of late, is just having everything in line and just being in alignment, you know, whether it be my finances or my um, mental or my um, emotional health, um, my relationships, just having everything in line. Um, One of the most important relationships being the one that I have with God. And it's definitely something that I've been striving to get back in tune with, to um to just get back where I was with it or or even better than where I was. And I think that when you have one thing in line or when you're doing something that you're proud of in one lane, it's it translates into other things. So for example, like lately I've been working out a little bit more and it's making me want to get, you know, other aspects of my life in line. It's making me want to grow closer to God. It's making me want to be better in other lanes that I have. And even when I, you know, am doing better, you know, with my personal Bible study or going to church more, it makes me want to get things in line in other aspects. So with the health, it all, you know, ties in together. But um, I think that my main motivation for wanting to get my health and my body together is so that everything else is in line. I think being in alignment is such a a powerful thing because then the other aspects of your life can work together and make you stronger. And then when you're stronger, it makes you that much more effective in another person's life. And as I've said many times before, you know, we're not living this life for us. You know, it's bigger than us. We're, We're doing it for the next generation or our, you know, our, our offspring. And I was just, um, like, I, when I was in St. Louis, I used to go to uh, Pastor Hawkins Live in the Word Church, and sometimes I watch it here online, and this past Sunday, 
you know, he talked about um, legacy. He talked about other things like trusting and believing in God and everything like that. But he also talks about legacy. And I think us getting ourselves together, us being in alignment and us um, making sure that we are accomplishing the goals that we were put here to accomplish is part of that legacy. So it's not just, you know, your finances or leaving like a trust fund for kids or a business or a home. Those are very important. However, who you are and making sure that you have everything, you know, in the right space is part of that legacy because you're raising the next generation. So when you have kids or if you already have kids, if you are not put together or if you don't have, you know, the traumas handled in your life or the things that you're dealing with taken care of, you're just going to pass those generational curses on and so on and so forth. So you are part of your legacy. And I think that that is why I want to get back in the gym and like take care of my body and um, invest in myself in that way. So I'm really glad that he asked that question. And I think once you can figure out your motive, then you have that motivation and then you can be consistent and you can have that discipline that we spoke about in other episodes. Uh, so um, just like Hector said, I definitely charge you guys to think about what your motivation is and and whether or not you feel that it is something shallow or deeper, whatever your motivation is, I think finding it out is the first step. And then you can decide whether or not you want it to be um, more elaborate or not. But yeah, if you don't take anything else away from this video, definitely ask yourself what your motivation is and then move forward with that motivation and then do what it is that you have aspired to do. So whatever your New Year's resolution is, whether it be you know your physical health or your mental health, emotional health, or your finances, or being more open to things or being more closed off to things, whatever it is that you wanted to do, figure out why it is you wanna do it. And then I think it'll make attacking that, um, that goal a lot more doable, a lot easier to do or a lot more attainable, make that goal more attainable. So yeah, I know, that's all I had to say. Um, if you're watching this in the morning, good morning. If you're watching this at night, good night. You just heard Chatterbox Podcast Season 2, Episode 5, and I hope you got something out of it. And as I say when I close out each of the episodes, if this one wasn't for you, I hope the next one is. And if the next one isn't for you, I hope the episode after that is. I hope to create something for everyone. Um, if you yourself feel like you have music on uh, music that should be on the podcast or you know someone that has music that should be on the podcast or you want to be interviewed or you know someone that should be interviewed or needs to be talked about, like people need to know about them, just email me at chatterboxpodcast18 at gmail.com. Again, that's C-H-A-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-8 at gmail.com and I will get back to you as soon as possible. I want to make sure that everything I talk about on this show um, is a accurate reflection and, a, and um, positively affects the community, um, Chicago and the surrounding area for this particular season. And again, this was uh, episode five of season two of Chatterbox Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>